It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Phoenix Suns is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're all available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique, beautiful, limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sifting through a questionable loss here on tonight's buzzer edition of Locked On Phoenix Suns, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I am your host, Brendan Clean. You can follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at LockedOnPHXSuns, and you can follow me on Twitter at BrendanClean14. The Pelicans beat the Suns tonight, 123-101. A puzzling and frustrating game for Suns fans tonight um, after two big and impressive and seemingly momentum-building games in Dallas over the weekend. The Suns come out on nationally a nationally televised game here in New Orleans and lose by 20. Um, Clearly not the type of game that the Suns wanted to have. They let up, I believe, 50 or so points in the paint, 56 points in the paint. They allowed the Pelicans to have a 133.6 offensive rating, scoring 134 points per 100 possessions, basically. Or if you want to think about it, 1.3 points every time that they walk the ball up the floor, every single possession. Uh, Just about any way you slice it, the Pelicans' offense was on fire. Stan Van Gundy postgame called it the Pelicans' best game of the entire season. And a lot of that was the Pelicans made their threes and the Suns did not. I mean, in in a a lot of what you might want to look at here would just kind of trickle back down to that. The Suns got threes early they knew according to Monty Williams according to Devin Booker that the Pelicans were going to drop Steven Adams I mean anyone who's watched this team would know this they were going to drop Steven Adams deep into the paint try to take away DeAndre Ayton as a role threat he didn't really get going all that much tonight 13 points on nine shot attempts no uh, one free throw attempt um, for Ayton And so they were going in knowing they were going to get some corner threes. The Suns were getting off the ball quickly. Paul and Booker both, when they were handling the ball, uh, were doing that. Each one more of the same. They were getting open corner threes. Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, both were getting open. Those guys combined to just go two of 14. Then you look on the other side, and the Pelicans uh, got just about everything, every three that they took to go down. You saw... Um, J.J. Redick get in this game and make some. Josh Hart made a few. Uh, and the big the big story of the game, from a shooting perspective, 
was Lonzo Ball. Um, Lonzo came into this game cold. He just rejoined the starting lineup. He's on the trade mark, the trade market, the trade block. It's mostly been Lonzo news lately relating to what team he might end up on. Uh, but tonight he he looked more like the the pre-pandemic version of himself that was, you know, confidently making threes, that was, you know, getting these hit-ahead passes and all the rest. He makes four of his seven threes tonight, 18 points for him in 24 minutes. And um, a threat that I think it's reasonable to allow some, you know, I guess you can take some slack off the Suns for Lonzo making threes. If there's anybody you want to be taking a shot and a possession, it's probably Lonzo. All things considered here with how poorly he had been playing and, and the, the reintegration of the starting lineup and all that. But, you know, you they they were still allowing him to get open. And that's the big problem. These guys were not just making closely contested threes or or lucky threes they were um they were getting them in rhythm and they were making them and then the trickle down there is you know the the pelicans start making some threes and at the same time zion williamson is getting just about whatever he wants inside so i will break down for you what went wrong when it comes to zion as well as um just bigger picture some things that continue to flare up about this team that Zion and the Pelicans exposed a little bit. Um, but again, uh, a game that was well in hand at the half, 46 to 48. The Suns were just down two, and they allow they allowed New Orleans to score 75 points in the second half of the game. And you really just started to see it get out of hand in the last few minutes of the third quarter. Uh, Lonzo made a three with about five minutes to go that put the game... Uh, made it a double-digit game. Pelicans up 11. You see Booker go to work a little bit, and then by the end of the period, once again, it is up past 10 points. The Pelicans go into the fourth quarter off of a J.J. Redick three and then two J.J. Redick free throws. They were up 14 at the start of the fourth quarter, and then about five minutes to go, Monty puts the white flag lineup in. We see Damian Jones again for the first time in a while. We see Jalen Smith out there. Javon Carter makes an appearance, and uh, and and the rest is history. Not a game that the Suns will want to duplicate much from, uh, but I think there is plenty to learn. Not only with how Zion was able to to get loose for his 28 points, but also why the Suns' offense uh, broke down once again. So that'll be our second and third segments tonight. Uh, before that, though, wanted to tell you about the first sponsor of our show today, which is Rock Auto. The point of doing car maintenance yourself, of finding the parts that you need, putting them together, going on YouTube and and uh, figuring out the best way to put it all back on the right way is to save money. But most of the time you actually don't end up getting to do that because you go into a dealer, you go into a chain store and they are only in it to nickel and dime you. So why would you choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same exact auto parts at one of those chain stores or dealerships when you could go to rockauto.com. Once again, chain stores have different price tiers for pros versus do-it-yourselfers like you and me. Rock Auto, they charge you the same price. They are not going to mess around based on what the market looks like, based on you know inventory, what they can get, how fast they can get it, how much they're going to have to pay to get it to you. It's the same price for everybody, and it does not require a membership or a login or anything like that. Rock Auto has everything from an engine control module and a brake part 
to something a little more simple like a new carpet or I, for whatever reason, I think because of the heat in Arizona, the little flaps that are supposed to block out the sun and that you can clamp things to breaks on every car that I have. I think it just cracks from the heat. RockAuto.com, I've checked. They have it, at least for my car. The RockAuto.com catalog, though, is unique and easy to navigate, so you can find exactly what you need, the brand, specs, price, whatever you are looking for. So go to RockAuto.com right now. Find the part that you need for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, back here talking 123-101 Suns loss in New Orleans. They fall to 11-9 and on the season. Wanted to remind you real quick, if you aren't already, to check out Locked On today. Peter Bukowski, longtime NFL reporter, sports journalist, sports personality, amazing uh, host of this show. Gets you through everything you need to know for the sports day in 20 or so minutes, sometimes even less. He gets you whipped through there. Scores, big plays, news of the day, and then usually the cue of the day, which is the debate that you're bound to get into throughout your day that Peter sets you up for first thing in the morning. So check that show out. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. But let's dive in here to Zion Williamson's huge night. 32 points, 12 of 14 from the field, only missed two shots. Um, also operated a little bit as a playmaker, six assists, and then got on the offensive glass as he does. Three offensive rebounds to go along with Eight for Steven Adams, uh, 11, 12 for the team as a whole. But Zion was the focal point of everything tonight for this team. Um, If you've watched this team before, the Pelicans, you've seen how impressive he can be as just an isolation scorer. It it almost, you know, defies defense. Like there there isn't a game plan that you can put on the floor against him that, that really works because he can go through guys with his strength, with his ball handling, with his quickness, with his athleticism. He's going to get his inside. And that really, you know, obviously you'd like to make him work a little bit more. I don't think that the inside stuff in and of itself was the issue tonight. It was the lack of the ability of the Suns to adjust. So what Monty Williams said is, quote, it doesn't matter who guards him. You've got to show resistance. And we didn't show resistance. So Monty's partially right there, I think. But I think it does matter who defense him. And and that was part of the issue. You saw that, yes, they were not doing what they should have been doing in order to make life harder for him, put some bodies between between him and the basket, send some late help if he does get to the rim. Like This guy is very difficult to stop. And I'm not saying that even 28 points is is a point, a scoring margin where the Suns were not going to be able to, to still win this game. But we've saw it like Think back to that first Denver game, the one that Booker got injured in, the way that they were able to at least make life hard on Nikola Jokic. Yes, he got basically the 30-10-10 that he's 
bound to get this season, but it felt difficult. He was having to work, and they also made him work on defense, something the Suns also didn't do. Zion was actually looking pretty spry on defense after a lot of negative sort of uh, attention paid to his lack of ability to close out and the what, why is he not moving right. So an all-around great game, but the Suns didn't do enough to make things hard on him. But at the same time, yeah, so Monty is right on that. The other thing, though, is that it does matter who guards him, and, and the Suns were set up to fail in that regard tonight. They started Cam Johnson again, which I'm all for for the most part. Like, I think continuity in the starting lineup is more valuable usually than some sort of tactical one night only adjustment you might want to make there's ways to close the game with a certain player get that player in there maybe even change up your usual rotation to get a player more time but um i i think tonight all that should have maybe been uh cast aside because it wasn't just a one game tactical decision here with cam starting jay crowder is a great fit for this lineup for all the reasons that made everyone so excited all the way back in November when they signed him. And those things are all still true. Jay Crowder is the only player on this roster, except for maybe DeAndre Ayton, who did get a little time on Zion late, but the game was already basically out of hand at that point. Crowder's the only other guy who can do that. And really the only perimeter type of of wing forward player who can do that on this roster because of Zion's size, physicality, strength, Crowder is about as picture-perfect an option that you could imagine. And we've also seen that against other players this season. You know, we saw the, the the value he had, that Crowder had, in switch situations or even just matching up straight up with Nikola Jokic. Um, you could say that about, you know, maybe Blake Griffin or when the Pacers went big. We've seen the value of Crowder's size and strength and... Uh, and just the the way that he knows how to handle players like this. He did a, a masterful job of it against Giannis Antetokounmpo in the bubble and helped the Heat uh, upset Milwaukee. So there's a track record here. There's also a track record of the Suns, other personnel not being able to get it done. But what the result was tonight is Cam Johnson was on an island, completely um, wasn't getting the help he needed, as Monty said, but also just wasn't up for the job. This is not a player who can be handled with your normal scheme. You need to go into a game like this knowing that an adjustment will be necessary and 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 ideally getting out getting out ahead of it. Zion is uh is is bound to do this to you and Cam is not the type of player who can contain him. So Cam was a minus 25 tonight. The Suns were outscored by 25 in the 26 minutes that he played. Whereas Zion played 32 minutes and the, the Pelicans outscored the Suns by 37 points in his minutes. Very, very lopsided. Very indicative of how bad it was. Cam's just not big and strong the way you need to be to contain a just juggernaut bullet bill for our Mario Kart fans or Mario fans uh, that Zion is. That's what he is. He's going to come at you relentlessly. And and Cam's just not that type of defender. He's a positional defender. He's a guy who can read, you know, read the offense, help in in team situations, um, you know, use his size to his advantage. But this is a whole nother thing. And Jay Crowder played 13 minutes is the, the other kind of final straw that added into this failure, honestly, 
by the Suns to defend one of the game's most dominant isolation scorers. They had no answer. They had no adjustments until it was too late. And then you look at the box score and you just see, why did Crowder play 13 minutes in a game that was so clearly being decided by what Zion was doing as a scorer? It makes very, very little sense. Um, I don't have a great answer for it. Maybe we see Crowder rejoin the starting lineup. Um, but I think, you know, Monty did say this is one we're going to learn from. And I think the main thing to learn is to reaffirm Jay Crowder's value to this group and to remind us why he was such a good fit, why he was such a highly coveted player uh, last free agency period. He's vital to this group. He's the only player who can defend guys like this. You know, Aiton is maybe a break in case of emergency sort of option. But then when you have Aiton defending a non-center, then he's not around the rim as much. He's not able to protect the rim, rebound, all the things that he's asked to do in this scheme. So I don't think that's the answer either. The answer in most cases is going to be Jay Crowder and him being in the starting lineup gives you the best chance to do that. I think that's what we should see. Um, and like I said, I'm usually a big proponent of that consistency and continuity among the starting group, but when you're seeing an obvious flaw within it and you have the answer on your bench and a player who was starting prior to uh, the past couple of weeks, it just makes too much sense. It's just too obvious an answer, and I think that is what we will see. All right, I want to break down a little bit of what happened offensively tonight as the Suns went 8 of 35 from deep and again showed the limitations of relying so heavily on the jump shot. But first, want to tell you about the second sponsor of today's show, which is Bet Online. The Super Bowl is three days away. I know I'm excited. Have the day off from any sort of work obligations. I get to sit down, enjoy the game. I'm stocking up on beer this weekend. But we all know the best part is the betting. And there's only one place that has you covered for all your sports betting needs. And there's only one place that we trust on the Lockdown Podcast Network. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for your free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. In addition to the NFL wrapping up this weekend, a very fun season, a very potentially legendary Super Bowl here. You also have NBA, NHL, college basketball on both the men's and women's side. You got golf coming up. You have the Australian Open, the very heavily attended, which is kind of crazy to see. Australian Open in tennis, so tons of sports stuff all around you. And all of it can be found on Bet Online. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and use that promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus when you make that first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Second sponsor, final sponsor of today's show is CBDMD. The holidays are finally behind us, which means it's time to catch up on some much needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than NBA media is sleeping on Mikhail Bridges. CBD PM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients 
to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. Maybe you've had sleep teas in the past or little things like that. This gets the job done even better. If you want to relax a little before bed, the new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience. They're available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. So to take make it even easier to get the year started off right, CBDMD is offering all of our listeners on the Locked On Podcast Network 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. Closing out the show, talking a little bit about the Suns' offense tonight as they fall 123-101 to the New Orleans Pelicans on the third game of this road trip, this Southwest or South, I guess, road trip that the Suns were on. They do return home this weekend for a couple of Eastern Conference games. They play the Cavs and the Pistons in the near future, so hopefully an an ability to get back on track. If you are in the betting mood, like we just talked about with Bet Online, though, I want to quickly remind you guys, check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd does an incredible job, probably one of the better hosts on our entire network, getting you ready every day, recapping, previewing, uh, daily, daily fantasy. He does dynasty. He does regular leagues. He does um, waiver wire, patrols that like no one else. It's the best show on the market if you are a Locked On Hoops player. So check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball. And... Fantasy, you know, I guess is a nice transition here because the Suns had very little in the way of statistical production tonight and uh, continue to have nights like this where they are just very empty in terms of what they're able to do and how they're able to kind of counter what the defense gives them as as they look to score. And like I mentioned at the top of the show, Bridges and Johnson, 2 of 14 from 3. And it's just getting old at this point to say that even throw Crowder in there. Uh, He was 1 of 4. So that's, what, 3 of 18 from those three guys. And we've said over and over and over this season that when those guys don't make threes, the Suns are going to have a hard time winning games. And while that's true, and a lot of their offense is predicated on getting those guys open looks, and they're all good shooters, they should be able to make them. And Monty and Book, like I said, were, were pleased with the the, the quality of shots that they created against the Pelicans defense early in this game. And then when they missed them, it got a little bit sort of in their head and, and disappointing and, and they didn't have the same mentality and energy that they needed. All of that is true, but the reality is that they shouldn't have to keep having games where that is the deciding factor. It's similar to the defense that I was talking about on Zion in the last segment. They should not be shooting themselves in the foot where when they can't make threes, the game is over. It can't be. It can't be the only option. And we saw even Devin Booker get in on the missing. 0 of 4, very frustrating night. Got a lot of open looks from deep himself and did not make them. He was only 9 of 20 from the field. So yes, shot better than 50% from from two-point land, but did not make his usual level of impact. And a lot of that was because after a four of eight night on Monday from deep, including a game winning three, Booker's inconsistency from three point land bit them. And he only made, he, he was 0 4, made none of his, of his looks and didn't uh, take as many either. So 
what, what my grand point is here is that they should not have to rely on that. And now tonight was better from the free throw line, but a lot of that came in in garbage time. The Damian Jones got to the line four times. Abdul Nader got to the line four times, each one more, twice. So really, among the, the real rotation, so to speak, it was eight free throws and not much else, and those eight were from Booker. Aiton had one, Chris Paul had one. That was pretty much it. So that's a an obvious way that the Suns should be able to get better offense. Another one is better consistency from Mikhail Bridges. They, you know, good good on him that he took 12 shots, took seven threes. You don't want guys to not be taking shots that the offense creates, but it's the it's the continued development of his offensive game that's just hard to rely on right now. And so you're seeing nights where, you know, there are times when he's a real credible third option, putting the ball on the ground, getting to the basket, getting to mid-range, you know, doing some cutting and transition like he always does. And and Mikhail's had some nights where he's really changed the game with his offense, but that's not reliable. DeAndre Ayton, I think, has settled into a, a, a role on offense where he's really just scoring as the role man uh, in the pick and roll. The chemistry with him and Paul, I've, I've praised, but Paul only had four assists tonight. That wasn't really getting going. As I said, the Pelicans play a, a style of defense where Steven Adams is going to drop deep into the paint. Even Willie Hernan Gomez was able to use his size as a, a little bit of an obstacle there. So that wasn't really going to work tonight and it didn't and then you know you you just see the free throw shooting it's not uh it's just not a consistent part of things right now because they don't have a Kelly Oubre on this team they don't have even an Aaron Baines on this team who can you know draw some contact and finish they don't have the version of Devin Booker that we saw last year who was taking and making a, a lot more free throws and so you just don't have that to balance out your offense. We, I just want to highlight all of the ways where it can go wrong because I've shown and talked to you guys about how it can work so well. And these are the types of nights you get when you don't commit to those things fully. You don't attack the rim like you should. You don't get the consistency out of bridges that you need. And then I do think it's worth talking about Cam Johnson here who airballed a three late in this game, continues to miss a ton of shots, uh, missed a point blank layup in the first half. I think that that more than anything is the cover that Monty Williams needs to make this f- starting lineup switch because it's not just that Crowder is useful for what they are really lacking right now and is filling his role pretty well. It's that Cam is not. And the reason you had Cam in that starting lineup is to to increase the spacing, increase the shooting, help them find their offensive groove earlier but we're seeing that the offensive groove comes from Paul Ayton pick and rolls and what's going to play out of that and so they've discovered that that's not changing depending on the you know whether it's Crowder or Cam and so Cam's just not even making shots right now and is getting exposed in matchups like this defensively so his lack of shot making his kind of looked unconfident tonight in a, in a couple of spots, just badly missing shots that he usually makes. So this switch seems pretty obvious. It It's kind of the connective tissue between what failed against Zion and what's not working with the offense on nights like this. And so I think it would really, I think it will help uh, clearly is, is my stance and whatever the case is Crowder needs to play more than 13 minutes and 
This this was another wonky rotation game, which I don't even have the I don't even have the time to get into. But after we saw Paul and Booker start the fourth quarter and do really well against the Mavs on Monday, um, we didn't see that at all in the fourth quarter tonight. They didn't come in until their usual, you know, late eight or so minutes, the time that guys usually check into the fourth quarter. And it was Aiton, well, it was Aiton and Paul to start the fourth quarter. Booker checked in around that eight-minute mark, uh, but they didn't have much scoring burst. They didn't have Booker on the floor, and he was really the only guy who could create any offense tonight. So um, it's just the ripple effect of them not being able to make shots is a very obvious problem, but it's not an acceptable excuse, is my point. And the the Suns have counters. They have some things. They just need to commit to them, and they need to be consistent about it. They need to be able to commit to getting the free throw line. They need to be able to commit to getting more offense out of a guy like Bridges or Nader or even Cam Johnson when he's coming off the bench. And you need to have a better night every single night out of Booker. This is a guy who needs to be scoring 25 to 30 points a game efficiently every night for the Suns to do what they can do on offense. And and none of that happened tonight, frankly. So not a surprise that they lost. More Suns basketball coming to close out the week. But tomorrow... On the show, the Friday episode will be Dwayne Rankin of the Arizona Republic and AZ Central Sports, so don't miss that show. And until then, have a great Thursday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.